Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, from the Star Rental Sports Desk, your 93.3 KJRFM Sports Headlines. Headlines brought to you by Buddies, Goodies, and Glass. It's always 420 at Buddies. Uh, day two, Seahawks training camp taking place. D. Eskridge still not practicing. D.K. Metcalf still not practicing for different reasons. Eskridge has got an alley of some sort. Uh, Metcalf still waiting to get a contract extension, so we'll keep an eye on that. No other news to report to you just yet. They've been only in field for about a half hour or so. Mariners in Houston tonight taking on the Astros. Just a few days ago, the Mariners, uh, they got smacked around by Houston. Lo and behold, Houston gets smacked around by Oakland, and Seattle sweeps Texas. So it goes from 10 to 13 to now 10 games out of first place, but still solidly a wild card team are your Seattle uh, Seattle Mariners. We'll get to them in just a couple seconds after we hear from Marquise Goodwin. Charles Barkley still waiting to decide on his offer to be a broadcaster for the Live Golf Tour. Interesting situation there. Uh, Big injury in the NFL today. Ryan Jensen, starting center for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, was taken off the field with a left knee injury on a cart. That is bad news for a team that desperately needs him uh, to be healthy and ready to go for this season. Those are your headlines. Let's move into the second hour of the show on the radio only. It's actually the third hour of the show today. We'll get to Marquise Goodwin in just a couple seconds. Seahawk wide receiver, 32 years old, been bounced around the league for a while, has never put up eye-popping numbers, um, but has eye-popping stats in terms of his speed and what he can do there. We'll uh, check in with Marquise Goodwin in a second. If you missed it earlier, uh, we were joined by K.J. Wright in the first hour. It was really fun to get a chance to talk to K.J. He had announced his retirement yesterday, signed a one-day contract, made it official today. I uh, had a news conference in the auditorium here at the Virginia Mason Athletic Center. And when he did so, uh, basically had his entire family. I mean, there was 20-odd family members, maybe more, up there on the stage. Uh, Seahawks management, Pete Carroll, John Schneider, teammates, the ex-teammates from here uh, that were able to make it. Uh, just a kind of a who's who of, of Seahawk royalty here at the organ at the headquarters of the organization today very emotional he joined us at one o'clock we're going to replay that interview tomorrow on the radio show probably in the two o'clock hour we'll, we'll replay that it was a fun fun conversation curtis crabtree and aaron levine who joined me for that we were doing a simulcast on the television side on fox 13 plus for a handful of game, uh, handful of these training camp days so uh we'll play replay that coming up tomorrow if you missed it uh, it'll be there also on our podcast page, but um, kind of kind of puts to bed uh, the KJ Wright era and uh, one of the storylines that can now come to an end here in training camp this year. The other uh, one, of course, Chris Carson yesterday uh, or two days ago announcing he's retiring as well. So uh, we move on into uh, the present, and the present includes a pretty good battle at wide receivers. Seahawks drafted a couple wide receivers, obviously at the top end, the, just the high end talent with Tyler Lockett. And DK Metcalf on display. Metcalf, we know, will at some point get that contract, we assume, figured out, extended, and be on the field participating, not just being on the field, standing around. 
Uh, but with those two, that tandem, as good a twosome as there is in the NFL, depth behind them, there's a question. Now, Noah Fant, the tight end, should be a really good pass-catching tight end for this football team. Third wide receiver, is it D. Eskridge? Is it Freddie Swain? Is it one of the two draft picks? Would Penny Hart be ready to take a step up? Or could it be this guy, former San Francisco 49ers, Chicago Bears, bounced around the league. He's also, how about this, a U.S. Olympian in track and field as well. Marquise Goodwin, 32 years old, joins us right now here at the Virginia Mason Athletic Center. And uh, Marquise, first of all, how are you today? I'm doing well. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. We, as you sat down, you've done this once or twice before. You're a veteran. You're a veteran of this league, man. What's it like being here? Uh, it's a blessing, man. Truly a great opportunity to be a part of the Seahawks organization. I'm happy to be here. What What brought you to Seattle? And, and everyone has a different story and a different reason. I mean, you're looking for a, a place that fits you personally. So why did Seattle fit for you? Um, I've always heard great things about Seattle. Obviously, Coach Pete Carroll. And um, the mantra that he preaches to the team, competition. I'm a competitor, uh, obviously. I'm a 2012 Olympian. So, um, and going into my 10th year and playing football, I've been competing my whole life. So that's all I know. And we're going to get into that Olympic stuff in a second. Because, I mean, when you got signed here and people were talking about it, it's like, all right, this guy, when we hear your name, we think of one thing. We think <laughs> a guy that can get up and get down, pick him up and put him down. I was I was interested yesterday. I saw a great piece of video. Uh, DK Metcalf's not practicing. He's going to work out his deal, get that figured out. But the two of you are standing, 14 and 15 are standing next to each other. There's a difference in size, there's no doubt. You think? Okay, but what about the speed? What's the difference in speed? I know you guys haven't had a chance probably to go, but, I mean, you know how DK is. He thinks he's the fastest guy in the world right now. So He should. <laughs> how fast is he? Very. I mean, y'all see it on tape. He's put it on tape plenty of times. He scored deep touchdowns. Uh, he's caught short balls and ran them in for long touchdowns, so I'm excited to see him back out here too. One of the things with you, I mean, I, I, is the speed still there where it was 10 years ago? Is it there, I mean, 2012 Olympian, is it still right there? Where, where are you compared to where you were used to be? The, fan, the 12 I have to come out and see. I like it. I like it. What is it about the, the competition that Pete preaches that's different? Because I think, isn't there competition, Marquise, everywhere in the league? There's competition everywhere, but... It's fabricated at other places, you know, and um, I think it's real because it's repetitive, and he makes sure that everybody knows it. So, um, yeah. That's it. Fabricate. I've never heard somebody refer to it that before, and that's interesting because uh, as a guy, like there's guys that come here and been in the league, you know, for three or four years and been to a couple teams, and they'll say, yeah, the competition. Fabricated competition. Help me out with that. What is fabricated competition in the National Football League? Energy does not lie. You know, words, they only hold so much weight. It's about action and consistency, and he, he preaches that every day, and he brings competition on himself. So um, it, it all starts from the top. It's all, in, in a sense, then, what you're telling me is that, you know, you can rah-rah as a coach. Exactly. I, I, you know what's pretty interesting about that? I think Marquise, Marquise Goodwin will join me. You know, everybody, you know, guys listening right now, probably everyone's played a sport at some point, right? right. Whether it be high school or whatever, or they have kids in sports right now, and you think of the coach that's the – you know, rah-rah or the yeller and all that. Exactly. How do you get from that to – because is it just a respect thing? Do you have to respect the coach? Because to have the energy is one thing or to yell and scream, but is it a respect thing? Yeah, I think it's a respect thing, and it, it makes it easier when a, the coach reciprocates that same level of respect, and it, it makes it easier to show up to the building every day and want to perform and want to compete. You played against this team 
but it's a lot different team than you played against <laughs> a few years ago when you were with the 49ers. How different is it when you, I mean, you haven't practiced before, but this is no more Bobby Wagner, no more Legion of Doom, of Boom. You know, it's a different feel out there. It's Jamal Adams. It's Quandre Diggs in that secondary. Let's just kind of start there. You haven't had a lot of taste of it because mini camps are kind of limited in OTAs. You had one practice, and it's not padded. But just get your thoughts as a veteran. Start with that secondary on that defense. When you look across there, you know those dudes. You've been around the league long enough. How good can this secondary be? What do you think about those guys? I think the world of them. I mean, we obviously have two All-Pro uh, defensive backs in the, you know, in the back end. I'm looking forward to the young talent that's stepping up and filling other roles. Um, you know, I played with Quandre Diggs in college mm-hmm. at University of Texas at Austin, and um, I just look forward to seeing the defense rise to the occasion. I know they will. Um, ready to make stops, they ready to get those tips and overthrows, <laughs> and get us the ball so we can, you know, go score some more. Marquise Goodman, Goodwin joining me. You have two quarterbacks battling for one spot. Geno starts. Drew Locke is number two right now on the list, and, and there's going to be competition there. But one thing we do hear about this, and I'm sure this fits what you want to do. They both have pretty big arms, right? What, yes, sir. What can they do? What can they do? What, give, me, give me a little look at both those guys. Because we saw Gino a little bit. We haven't really seen much of Drew Locke. But when you see those guys, let's talk, start with Gino a little bit. What's Gino Smith all about? He's, a, he's an experienced quarterback. He and I got drafted in the same year. Mm-hmm. So I'm very familiar with Gino. Competed against him in college. Uh, I've seen him throw many touchdowns, long and short. Um, he's poised. I, I like how he commands the huddle. Um, I haven't spent too much time with Drew in the huddle just yet. But um, just in the locker room and just being around him and seeing how he conducts himself is professional. And I, I admired him um, even when he was at Denver. He was young when he first got drafted. And when I was with the 49ers, we scrimmaged against him. And I was, you know, I liked his style of play as well. And he, he's thrown deep balls to Judy and, yep. you know, guys of that that stats, status. So um, I look forward to seeing the competition all through camp and see where this team will go. What's that wide receiver room like? You got DK in there, and you got to. I I don't know what you think. I, I I brought this up on the show yesterday. It feels to me as if if there's a guy that's you know, underrated is a weird word. It's kind of a cliche in sports, uh, but maybe overlooked at times outside of Seattle or the West Coast. I think Tyler Lockett's one of those guys that just is a, a pro's pro, and maybe in a lot of ways for some reason, maybe it's because he's kind of like you. He's kind of quiet, kind of not. You don't you don't come across as a guy that's real boisterous, you know the NFL receiver look at me type. You just go out and do your business. It Locke is kind of the same way. Your thoughts on him and getting to be in that room with him? Man, being in the room with him is amazing. I mean, he's a great leader in his own way. He works his butt off, and most of all, he just makes plays. I mean, he's the epitome of playmaker. I've been watching him and competing against him since yep. college. Obviously, been in the same conference, mm-hmm. and um. Y'all see it too, the 12 season. So I'm excited about being his teammate and even learning some things from him. Me being older, I still learn from him. So I'm excited to be his teammate. You're competing with young guys. How does that dynamic work, Marquise? Like, like, how, like, like you're competing. Everyone's competing for roster spots and not just a roster spot, but reps. Like, I, I'm guessing a guy like you, you're not just thinking, I want to make a 53. You're thinking, I want to be on the field. We're going three receivers. I want it to be me, DK, and Tyler. How does that dynamic work in terms of competing with, uh, you know, they drafted two guys, I got some other young guys in Freddie and, and Penny and those guys. How do you, how does that dynamic work in a room? Uh, it, it depends on how you approach it. Um, you're either competitive or combative, and I like to think of myself as a competitive spirit, mm-hmm. uh, help people um, elevate their game, 
I think that's you know part of the reason why God brought me here is to elevate the team and elevate that that competition in the room and you know whoever's on the field whether it's me whether it's DK whether it's Tyler whether it's Freddie whether whoever they're gonna make plays and that's the standard of the room so I look forward to being out there with whoever it is before I let you go Marquis Goodwin you mentioned it you are a competitor like like there's there's very few sports that are about as, as individual as track and field. I mean, it's wrestling, it's boxing, maybe MMA and track and field. Like it's one on one, mono on mono, and it's just who's better. Does that make you a better football player? The experiences you've had to go through because you don't always win. There is going to be like a setback every now and then. But what? How does that translate into how you are as a football player competing at the not in high school at the international Olympic world class level? How does that translate and help you? How did that translate and help you into football? It helps me have a short memory. I mean, you... You You'd be a DB then. Hey, straight up. (laughs) I I used to be a DB, and I tried to when I first got to the league. He said I was too fast, and I could catch a little too good for a DB. But, um... (laughs) I won't pass that along. No no offense to my DBs out there, man. I love y'all. But, um, yeah, I think just having that short memory... And being able to move on, whether it's a win or a loss, mm-hmm. you just got to kind of treat them both the same so you can get better and, and just not live in the past. Take me, before we wrap it up, what, what was your favorite, best, most maybe emotional memory at that level track and field? Was it an opening ceremony? Was it competing? What, what, what was it? Because, I mean, I think for all of us that can't even fathom even running track in high school, big old fat guys like me, I, what's it like to be at that level? But what was your favorite memory? Walk through, walk us through like your favorite memory. What was it like? Honestly, my favorite memory was walking in the stadium or the the long walk, long haul, and to the stadium of the opening ceremony. And where was that? It was in London, London. 2012. Yeah. I'm I'm standing next to Serena Williams, LeBron, KD, Michael Phelps. You know, all of these super elite athletes that you see mm-hmm. is the world's greatest in their in their events or sports. And here I am walking alongside those that status of people. So, um, you know, Usain Bolts of the world. It was just a great experience for me at 21 years old. Did you feel like at that point, no matter what, you had won? In, in a sense, like to accomplish that I comp- to me is remarkable. Yeah, yeah. I did feel like I won. Even though I didn't win the competition right. like I should have, I, I, I won in that instance because I had, I was representing more than just myself. It was my family, my church, um, my high school, college teammates, you know, uh, my family members, everybody. So uh, it was much bigger than myself. And since I got to experience it, so did they. Who'd you talk to when you're walking in? Did you talk to those guys? I mean, yeah, yeah. I talked to KD. Um, He's a UT alum as well. So I was talking to him. Uh, I really didn't have any crazy convos. Uh, Got to. Speaking with Kobe, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, took a picture. Uh, it was cool. It, I, I, everybody showed love. We were all teammates, and it was nobody was bigger than anybody else. It was, what's cool as that is you're talking about at that time you weren't at that level, but you're talking about guys are, and, and women that were all professional athletes. Right. But the Olympic moment probably meant that much to them. I when I think of Serena, I just think to me she's just, it's the goat. It's like goat I, it. I don't care what it is. I mean, she's the best. Goat it. Yeah, and she's there at the Olympics, and obviously meant something to her as well. You right. know, I mean that's that's damn cool. That's really cool. What yeah. a great memory. What a yeah. great memory. Well, we're looking forward to it. Uh, practice resumes is going on today. I look forward to seeing the mock game. We look forward to the preseason and looking to see a guy that can still get up and down the field. And uh, at some point, maybe we'll see a fourteen versus fifteen race out here. 
Hey, you never know. I don't race for free, though. He doesn't want to park that. <laughs> <laughs> Does he? <laughs> it's, he's not chasing down a DB. I'm pretty sure. Hey, he's he, not chasing down a DB. He will race anybody because he's that competitive. So. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. He's good one. Uh, joining us today here at the table right before practice started, and uh, appreciate him coming on. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that race. So, uh, one of the fastest guys going. Uh, before we uh, text four nine four five one on the Telemordu text line four nine four five one. When it's game time, it's Tully time. You can uh, fire away some texts. I just glanced at him a minute ago at the text line. One of the things we're asking about is. You know, is there, that's usually Seahawk training camp. There's just so much excitement, so much enthusiasm, and there's people out here. Listen, it's not. This is more than a lot of teams get or attract or or anything. I mean, there's still juice here. But I, I did. I was interested to hear from a lot of people on the text line about why there just doesn't seem to be whether it's a priority to get out here or something that people are excited about doing, getting out here, or what have you. It just feels different this year than it has in the past. And why is that, 49451? We'll get to those coming up at the bottom of the hour. I want to spend just a couple minutes here before we get to the break on the Mariners. And I mentioned this to Jackson earlier. I hope he's listening right now. If not, I'll mention it to him tomorrow. But it's, uh, it did the old 30 for 30. What if I told you? And, you know, who? it, it was interesting. I got yesterday, I, I play in a Wednesday night golf league. And that Wednesday night golf league every week, it's, you know, people are like, hey, did you, you know, it, it like Julio and the Mariners have been, the, in fact, more so than the, the Seahawks, have been really kind of the conversation lately. You know, and, and yesterday it was like, wow, did you see Julio hit three run home? No, I was on the radio, but that's cool. I, I heard about it. But I got to thinking more about Julio because he's just captured every, we talk about this team, the Seahawks don't have that big personality. They don't have that big, you know, the, the person that's connected yet with the fan base. DK sort of. Um, but we'll see. It just, but they don't have that guy necessarily that they had so many of in the past. The Mariners do, and Julio Rodriguez. But my thirty for thirty is: what if I told you? And I brought this up in our roundtable with with Softy, Softy Chuck Puck, and, and uh, Jim Moore at the start of the year. And we're talking about predictions and what to expect from the Mariners this season. And and one of the things I said was: well, based on the hype, I th- I think Julio can have and maybe will have a better year than, than Ken Griffey Jr. did as a rookie. There's a little bit of an age difference, two-year age difference. I get that. Junior was 19 and Julio's 21. But I looked at, at, at Junior's numbers as a rookie, and they were they were pretty – they were good, but they weren't like what you would expect. I think if I, if I just said to you right off the top of your head, if you don't know off the top of your head, what do you think Junior did as, as rookie year? What do you think in terms of how many home runs did he hit? How many RBIs did he have? What do you have stolen bases? What did he hit his rookie year? And just think about that for a second if you don't know the answer. Because what if I told you that Julio Rodriguez is not going to blow by those numbers? He's going to blow by those things early, especially the totals for the season. I, I He's got a long way to go, and Ken Griffey Jr. was a first ballot, should have been unanimous Hall of Famer. And by no means am I ever, ever saying anything derogatory about Ken Griffey Jr. when I say this. But I think Julio can be better. I think, hell, he might be better and will be better. We've mentioned before the work ethic, the work he puts in the weight room, conditioning, preparation, all those things. But just check out these numbers as they head into this Astros series tonight. And and this is just on pace for it. Julio is on pace for 31 home runs, 98 RBIs. He's on pace to hit 274, 337 on base percentage, 49 slug. He's also on pace for 37 stolen bases. 
Let me start with the stolen bases. That would be 13 more than Griffey ever had in his career. The most he ever had in his career was 24. But these are Griffey's numbers his rookie year. 16 home runs, 61 RBIs, 16 stolen bases, 264, 329, 420 slash. Now, you'll say to me, Ian, wasn't he hurt his, his rookie year for a while? Yeah, he missed like 35 games. So he didn't have the same ability. But just in terms of what he was on pace for, not close to what Julio is, especially in the, the, turtle, the total numbers. How about we'll go to year two for Junior. 22 home runs, 80 RBIs, 16 stolen bases. He did hit 300 with a 366 on-base percentage, 481 slug. So even if you look at his second year, when he was healthy and played the entire season, Julio's going to, I mean, he's going to top all of those numbers with the exception of possibly of the batting average. He's going he's to top all of those numbers. Ken Griffey Jr. was arguably the best center fielder not named Willie Mays to play the game. He had an ability, an innate ability, to track a ball, to to be, I mean, above average arm, but speed and just the ability to play the outfield, climb the wall, make the spectacular catch, make the big play. Junior was as good as it got in center field. A real, I mean, hard position to play. Gr- Jeff Griffey was. Julio has played a really solid center field. And I think uh, the numbers say, if I'm not mistaken, what Nathan told us the other day, maybe a little above average center field so far. He's not. I'm not talking about the same defensive player. But offensively, this dude's off to a better start than Griffey had, not his first, but also his first and second years. That's how good Julio is. <laughs> That's how special this guy is. I mean, it's insane what he's doing right now. He's going to hit 30 home runs. More than likely, he's going to have 100 RBIs. I mean, he's on pace for 98, but that's that that pace doesn't that changes by the day. It keeps going up. 30 home runs, 100 RBIs in one season as a rookie. For a guy that started the year getting rung up on every close pitch, not getting one call going his way, a slow start really, truly all the way around, and this guy's going to put up those kind of numbers. Yeah, what if I told you he's going to be better than Griffey? Yeah, you're probably telling me I'm nuts. It's probably some sort of it's it's probably violating something in Seattle sports to say that, but yeah, I, th- I think he can. I think he can be better. I think he can be better. And Ken Griffey Jr. was the best. So if this guy can be better, just think how special he could be. Four nine four five one Telemore Dude text line four nine four five one Telemore Dude text line. When it's game time, it's Tully time. We'll take a break. Come back, check the text for a few minutes, and then uh, get your feedback today. And then after that, we'll check in with Puck and or Jim. They're both here at training camp. Right now they're breaking down the quarterback battle as we speak right here on Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, 
join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Now back to the VMAC for Seahawks Training Camp. Brought to you by the Emerald Queen Casino and First Tech Federal Credit Union. On your home for the 12th man, Seattle Sports Radio 93.3, KJRFM. Lots of music going on. Little ABC here and uh, here at the VMAC. They are blasting the tunes. Practice continuing. It's day two of Seahawks training camp. We'll get the text in just a couple of seconds. Puck and Jim Moore here. We did a little swapping of shows today. Some some moving around of the chess pieces. I think uh, Dick Fain's doing a storm game later on this afternoon. And Softy's still off. Kevin's still off. Chris Kidd's still not uh, with us. So uh, moving some pieces around on the old chessboard, and uh, as they did that today, actually I'm looking up right now watching Drew Locke scramble around. Had a man open? No. Um, move the pieces around. So uh, the normal 10 to 1 show is going to be your 3 to 7 show this afternoon, and they're here watching practice. I'm sure uh, you'll get a lot of conversation from those two talking about the quarterbacks, mostly because they have a pretty significant wager. On who will start week one. I, if I'm pucking, I'm feeling okay right now about Geno Smith. But it's still early in the process. Still very early in the process along the way. All right. Uh, 49451, that is the Telemore Dude text line. 49451. Let's hit the text music. Here we go. Didn't get these yesterday. My apologies. You texted me yesterday. I didn't get to them. We, we've, it, training camp early on, there's always a couple things that, uh, that kind of go haywire. One of those would be we... As we juggled things around out here, there was uh, normally we have a little Wi-Fi they have set up for uh, all the media outside as well as inside. It wasn't working yesterday, and we are all about needing Wi-Fi with, with uh, what we do for a living. But uh, we got the Wi-Fi today, so here we go. Uh, this year, it's all about the Mariners, not the Seahawks. Make sure you have whiskey available because you're going to need it. The Hawks will be a tough watch this year. That's from a two five three area code. I think it's there's part of me with the Seahawks that. that First of all, it is about the Mariners right now. There's no doubt about that. And trade deadline ne- early next week, it's all about the Mariners. And what they may or may not do, what they should add, what they could add, will they add? I mean, it's th- that those storylines are fantastic. But make no mistake, this football team is still going to have a ton of eyeballs watching it every week. Uh, they're still the number one game in town. They're still the number one team in town. And, and you know, in, until you get to a playoff, if you're the Mariners, and maybe even a second playoff series, there's a lot of juice and enthusiasm. But but topping the Seahawks, uh, I'm not so sure. As far as a tough year and a tough watch, depends on what your expectations are. I think it'll be a fun watch, just a fun to see what happens. Maybe they surprise you. Maybe they come out of nowhere. Maybe they do something you don't expect. I don't know if I'd say it's a tough watch. If you're expecting them to win the Super Bowl and win the division going away, then yeah, perhaps. But I think they'll be a little better football team than people think we'll get to that later on. Uh, Julio can be better than Griffey because of his work ethic and motivation. Julio grew up in the Dominican Republic. Griffey, Griffey grew up in a Major League Baseball clubhouse. Yeah, I don't know if that was the mo- if that was it. Part of it was a different time. And you can even take it outside of baseball for a second. Just, you know, the work ethic, and, and I, when I bring up the, the work ethic of Julio, I, I just go back to the conversation I had, oh, I think it's like two weeks ago now, with uh, Manny Act, the bench coach of the Mariners. And and I just, the question I asked him, which, which stuck out to me with his answer was, what is it about Julio that just makes him different? What is it about Julio that kind of separates him and 
and puts him on a, a different level, different plane. And he was the one that brought up and talked about his work ethic. He just said it's a whole different world, what this guy does in terms of how hard he works on a daily basis, what he does preparation-wise for games. All those things kind of separate him, put him in a different put him in a different place. You know, Griffey, because I, I think that text kind of insinuates that Griffey was spoiled. Yeah, I mean, he's driving a nice – I remember, like, the big thing when he was at Moeller High School in Cincinnati, he's driving a BMW or something back then. And everyone's – yeah, he, he still had to have natural talent and ability. He had to put some work in, but – you know, I, I think that Julio's work ethic might surpass Griffey, and if all things being equal, that might allow him to be better. I mean, he's on pace to have a better year than Griffey had either of his first two years in Major League Baseball. It's early, but boy, oh boy, it's uh, it's fun to watch uh, as far as he's concerned. Talking uh, a little bit more about uh, people maybe being here, not being here, etc. Uh, I think you hit it on the head. People aren't showing up because there's a lot less interest without Russ and lack of star power. Just less hype all the way around. Greg mentioned it, Curtis mentioned it, Aaron mentioned it. You know, Russell, for 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 all the things, Russell did a great job of getting people fired up here. Uh, you know, Bobby Wagner did as well. I, I kind of was thinking back when they were talking about Russell doing that. Bobby Wagner was the guy that would literally, uh, when the defense was on the, the near side, close to the berm, where all the fans were, Bobby Wagner would, would play to the crowd a lot. And, uh, you know, he's funny because he's a fairly, you know, he's not boisterous. He's not demonstrative, you know, as much as some guys are. But boy, would he really would play to the crowd, too. Um, and he just had equity. You know, that's the other thing is, is there is personality on this team, and there is some potential for some star power on this team. But they don't have the same equity in the market. They don't have the same equity with the fan base that the K.J. Wrights and the and the you know, and, and the play, Russell Wilson or others had over the years. They don't have that same. They don't have that same equity. They don't have the same ability to uh, to connect over a number of years with great success in Super Bowls. But yeah, there is a little different vibe here. There's no doubt about that. Uh, let's see. Uh, four nine four five one. Uh, I think this year's Seahawks team uh, resembles the '83 Seahawks team. I can see them going nine and eight, slipping to the playoffs with a great running game. Uh, yeah, I mean, the offensive line's a question mark, though. If we're being honest about, you know, what, what they drafted a, fir- a kid in the first round of Charles Cross to play left tackle, and, and he's the, been the day one plug-and-play starter, as he should be, as a top-ten pick in the, in, in the first round as an offensive lineman. So he's right there. Question at right tackle. Jake Curran got the first-team reps yesterday. I haven't had a chance to look. I'm looking through maze and they're on the far field, but we'll, we'll walk out there later and see what it looks like. But you know, Kern, I think just because he was a veteran and somewhat incumbent because he started the last couple games last season, he was getting a start over Abe Lucas. They want Abe Lucas to be the starter. Make no mistake. They didn't draft him in the third round because they thought Jake Kern could play right tackle at a high level in the NFL. I think they like Kern. I think they think he can play maybe even a guard position at some point or a swing tackle if need be. But they didn't draft Abe Lucas to sit on the bench. They drafted him because they want him to start. So you have a, you're starting with a great running game premise with an offensive line that's going to have probably three new starters when it's all said and done. Two tackles, and it sounds like a starting – well, for sure starting center will be different too. So, yeah, this is – you're starting from a different spot than you have been. You're starting from a totally different spot. Maybe they'll be better as an offensive line, right? Maybe they'll be better. Dwayne Brown was a pretty solid player, so you're asking a lot of Charles Cross. I like the running backs more than a lot of people do. I think a tandem of Penny and Walker 
could be really good. Like, really, really good. If they can both stay healthy throughout the year. And, of course, with Rashad Penny, that is a rather large if. Uh, Ian, I don't think, as from Ben, I don't think your college football disagreements with Mr. Fain is influenced by the fact that anything he is saying comes from comes true means Wazoo is getting relegated to a lesser conference. I, I just don't think, let's just, they're not going to have relegation in college football, guys. College football conference television contracts are signed with by networks knowing who the teams are that are in that conference. And, you know, just, wow, all of a sudden Wyoming has a 11-2 and two season. We're going to put a Wyoming now into the Big Ten. Come on. no, Not a chance that Fox or somebody would sign off on that. No chance they would sign off on especially if there's a chance it could happen. Let's say Oregon State pops, and they have a, a tremendous season. And Illinois and let's just say this for fun. Let's say Illinois and Washington both go 2-10. and ten. Are we going to bump up Oregon State and Wyoming into the Big Ten? It, Fox is going to go, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait one second. Not a chance. Not a chance that that's going to happen as well. Uh, let me move down. I know we had a bunch of ones earlier. I want to try to get down there. Look at this. The Internet's almost working today, uh, Jacob. Uh, uh, I was excited about having Julio on the Mariners. Definitely the next Griffey. Then I heard his interview. Miami of Ichiro. Great player, but he needs to be a great communicator if you're comparing him to Griffey's national audience. Man, I, 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 you're nuts. I, I'm hoping that that was uh, that's a, a Kevin Mather text. This young man speaks pretty good English for it being his second language and being 21 years old and learning it in the last year or two. It, some, sometimes you don't need, even need to speak the language fluently. You have a charisma. You have a way about you. And let's you. I'll have you go back and listen to Griffey back in the in the uh, early stage of his career. He wasn't the most verbose individual. So the brand sometimes transcends just the ability to communicate verbally. And I think the brand of Julio is going to do that, uh, and then some. Uh, let's see. Four nine four five one. Does the mood on the berm compare to 2011, 2020, or twenty twelve? Yeah, you know, 2011 was weird because there weren't expectations going into that season. They, you know, 2010 they had they went to the playoff game but they lost. Had a kind of a new feel, new team. It was the end of the Hasselback era, right? Tavares Jackson ends up being your starting quarterback that year. Uh, you were in a you were in a transition. It was pre Bobby Wagner, pre Russell Wilson, uh, Sherman's rookie year, right? And Cam's second year. It didn't it, yeah? I'd say maybe 2011. This might be a 2011 comparison. I might, I, I, I'll dance with you on that one. I'll go with you on that one. All right. Appreciate the text. Appreciate the fact we got through it a couple of them as well. Four nine four five one four nine four five one, and we'll uh, check in with Puckett and or Jim coming up next. Nine three point three KJRFM. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now back to the VMAC for Seahawks Training Camp. Brought to you by the Emerald Queen Casino and First Tech Federal Credit Union. On your home for the 12th man. 
Seattle Sports Radio 93.3, KJRFM. Back at the Virginia Mason Athletic Center. Day two of Seahawks training camp. Just about ready to wrap up here probably the next uh, 10 or 15 minutes maybe as they uh, finish off some team drills, it does appear. Puck and Jim joining us here in just a couple seconds, making their way in. Puck's on a boat. He's got a boat. The last time I was at training camp or out here at a mini camp with Puck, he was on a boat. We were on a boat together. I'm going to throw that on. Here we go. We'll, we'll teach you how to do this on the fly. There go. Input. Hello. 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 Talk to me. Oh, maybe that's the wrong one. Hey, how about this one? Hello. Hey, how about that? There we go. Yeah, you know. There you go. Check, check one, check, two. Check, check one. How's the boat? I think it's still there. Is uh, did you more importantly have you run into the soon to be misses? I have not. She's here. I, she, you, I, you, I heard. I heard. You just walked are by. Are we on the air? Yeah, we're on the oh. air. You just walked by her. I did. Yes. Yes. <laughs> where? Where? Well, she's the, headed that way. She's probably in that mosh pit over there. But see where okay. KJ, see where KJ is? Yeah. Somewhere in there. Okay. You want to go another segment? No, I'm good. I'm good. I've been you here since noon. To, uh, it's, it's a little warm here. I don't know if you noticed that. You want us to? Um, do you want me to bring her over for an interview? Sure. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I thought about this last night. What, what if they gave us Drew Locke? Like, how uncomfortable would that be? Because I would be—I'd have to be like, "You're lucky. Like, you're kind of a lucky guy." She's kind of a smoke show. Like, how do you phrase that? So uh, happy, uh, you're you're getting married. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Smoke show. Do you go right into it? I think you just say, "Listen, <laughs> whether you win the starting job or not, you've already won. You're a winner." <laughs> You know, hey, you're a Super Bowl champion. Hey, hey Drew, I, I don't know if you saw this, but Sando, Mike Sando. Oh, you know Mike. He's got you in Tier 4 yeah. for quarterback rankings. Yeah. But At, at the very my, end of Tier 4, by but, the way. But in my tier rankings for uh, quarterbacks and their wives, you're Tier 1. Yeah. And Where would she one. be? Is she number 1? Well, I, I would. You know, yes. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You know what's interesting, though, with him? Is it, like, he? you look at him, he has it all. He does, like, all of it. Like, there's some guys that, you know, like, well, you have her because you're, like, this athlete or sure. this celebrity, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can sing, you know. I mean. That's why we are have our wives, Ian, let's like, be honest. Like, Ed Sheeran, not a good-looking guy. <laughs> right. But I bet but, he does oh, really well. Of course. <laughs> right? All I'm going to say right now, I've already I've already offered the go-to guy a buyout. Oh, because that's okay. Where we're at. Okay, is, that was my. Is, I've teased that all day. I'm telling you, it's right over? Now, of the ten minutes I watch, it is over. That's all you have to watch. O right? V E R, and it's the consensus of everybody that's covering. It's over. So what's the buyout? I'm going to give him a buyout of. I don't know. It's the so three fifty. The bet's three fifty. Okay, I'll give him a buyout of two hundred. If he gives me two hundred bucks right now, I'll, I'll take it. God, I actually, you know what? Screw it. I'm not going to take a buyout. I just th- no. I want my three fifty. You know what you should do because it's it's going to be before so he, easy. Before he walks over and hears, tease him with a little bit, and then say, you know what? No, I'm pulling it back. Yeah, I'm good. good call. I'm good. It's not even close. It's not. I mean, it's not even a comparison right now. That's a and deep. I'm not. I'm not saying of, of the ten minutes I watch, like Geno Smith is the next coming of Aaron Rodgers. I'm just saying that the other guy. There was a Drew Lock throw on the sideline. It, it was something else right now. It though. is. Uh, it's just not. It's not good. But you know what they just said? Hey, Drew, that's a hell of a throw, but let's put Jake Eason in right now. Let's go. Uh, my favorite cut yesterday, and yeah. we'll play it. I'm sure you played it of Pete Carroll talking about it. You know, Gino's got it right now. He's, he's the leader. Gino's, Gino's got it right now, and he's, he's leading. Drew's there. He's going to keep fighting. And my favorite part is like, and, you know, and, and Eason's there. <laughs> What's the definition of a camp arm? <laughs> is, that, is that what that is? Remember that same Jake Eason, that's the greatest arm that Hugh Millen's ever seen. 
Was help me out with Easton for a second. Sorry, me. Hugh. I'm just teasing you. I don't think he's on today. Uh, help me out with Easton. Right. When it's all said and done, shouldn't the other guy have been the quarterback that year? The guy well, that's at Fresno State, of course, right? Of course. I got to ask you this before we leave. I got to ask you this. You'll have fun with Jim. I can't wait to hear if there's a buyout talk or not. Oh, you want me to see if the other guy's here? No, no. Oh. What I want to ask you is this. I don't know if you heard the really just, I don't know I don't know how to phrase it other than what happened today between 10 and 1 <laughs> was everything you've built has been ruined. Everything, everything that you, oh, stop it. everything you guys built, we it's all an, been torn down. We did an hour on relegation in college football. Okay. So when we go to the Big Ten and Oregon goes to the Big Ten with us okay. and we're the Big Ten, and Washington State and Oregon oh, State and go others, they, they're in the Mountain talk. West. Okay. Here's the hope I have for Washington State oh, fans. Oh, I love the talking down, too. So here's what I hope for you. <laughs> you can – nothing in college football is permanent. Oh, God. I see relegation is something that will happen. Okay. So if you're Wazoo, you go and you're 12-1, and one, you get to move up. Okay. And someone else gets to move down. All right. I like relegation, though, actually. Okay. <laughs> I would First of all, the only way that would be fun is if the team moving down is the team that just was talking down to us a minute ago. Oh, well, but, you know. But do you think that Fox is signing a contract for billions of dollars with the Big Ten to say, See, hey, you know what? Wyoming could go 12-1. and one. Well, <laughs> come on. You, I don't know. Did you talk about it and make sense of Dennis Dodd's report? Well, how because it, I'm so confused about what he was saying. I thought he was just giving an opinion. Well, but so he says. Well, I, I here's the thing. He's not. He, it's odd. It's the headline more than anything, right? Because it's a two minute video clip with on HQ does, on, on HQ. CBS HQ. He yeah. didn't write about it. No, he hasn't it's, written about it. Remember what HQ it's a two is? Two minute little clip, and mm-hmm. that's a, and then and they tweet out the headline as if he reported. And then I went and listened to the whole thing, and he really didn't report anything. He just said, "Well, the Big Ten would like to expand it, and then, you know, maybe you know Oregon and Washington and Cal and right. Stanford." But then he goes. But that's not going to happen out. They're going to do a new TV deal right now, and then maybe they can go back and renegotiate that TV deal. When they, no one does that. Nobody does that. They're not going to sign a no. mo- billion-dollar TV deal and then a year later go back and renegotiate They're signing it. a billion-dollar TV deal because they just got the L.A. market. Yeah, that, uh, that didn't make – I'm not saying that and, they wouldn't go there. No, no. But I just don't – I didn't understand his it, report. It, listen, it we all know sense. there's a chance that, they, that those two schools jump. Well, I they want to go, I, 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 Yeah, I'm, yeah, and they can't believe that they got left out. Like – yeah, I still think the likely possibility, if Notre Dame jumps and they only take one, it's going to be Oregon. You know, people might bring up Stanford. Yeah, there's just no chance Northwestern's going to sign off on that. They don't want. They're already losing every recruiting battle. I think. Stanford I mean, anyway. I'm not. I'm not trying to be that guy. Yeah. I think both of their programs just. I think their ego took a massive hit. Oh, I honestly, and that's a hundred. That's just an honest opinion. I think they. Yes. They view themselves differently, and they view themselves as one of those teams, and they didn't. They were not invited. Not. You it's know. like remember you, you, you're growing up, you didn't get invited to a party. Right? Yeah. Sure, I'll take a popsicle. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah that's uh, sure. Whatever you got there. Thanks, this is, Brooklyn. Ah, this is I'm good. good. I'm good. Here. I'm good. Yeah. Thanks, Brooklyn. Thank Jim you. might want one though. Yeah, Jim. Jim Moore. Have you met him? He's been on every radio station. He's written for every newspaper in town. That's so. Brooklyn Garcia. She's a kook. Hey, Brooklyn. Yeah, oh, yeah. Kooks. Go kooks. Go kooks. There we go. Oh, there we go. See, the Seahawks finally got. Are you kook? 
West. Oh, Western's we like our sister school. Yeah, yeah, we like them. I don't yeah. think, think they are, but yeah. uh, we'll just we'll make them a sister school. Yeah. So. All right, yeah, I'm going to enjoy my popsicle. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I the, the Dodd thing, remember what HQ is, because Parrish always reminds me this when I'm taping stuff with him. Yeah. He's like, i got to do HQ. What do you do? I, they just want me to fill like three minutes. Okay. So well, that, I mean, kind of like we, what we do for three hours. Well, I'm excited to hear what uh, Klyovkov says tomorrow. I mean, he's got to 8 a.m., man. It's a big day for the Pac-12. He's got to come out and, and yeah. maybe not have a plan, but don't come out Larry Scott wishy-washy. Oh, well, things are okay. maybe okay. Uh, what's coming up on the big show? Well, we today. got uh, Max Brown is going to be joining us at 5.05 today, former Skyline quarterback, USC quarterback, now Pac-12 college football analyst. So he's going to jump on, I think. Precisely uh, sounds or something we'll, else here. Yeah, it's great, huh? <laughs> yeah, if only I worked out more. Uh, the, and then I think we'll have a Seahawks guest here the right up top of the show or in the uh, 3.30 segment. So we're Jim. excited to be filling in for the franchise and Richard Elfin. Uh, Jim Moore is here. I can't wait for the Geno Smith-Drew Locke oh, breakdown, so how practice over. went today. So what it all looked like, how it, how it kind of breaks. An all-22 breakdown of day two of training camp no coming up. No one's going to cover it better than him and I. No yeah, one I will have a – listen, you want an all-22 breakdown of, of training camp day two? It's coming up next with Puck and Jim. See ya. For the mild-mannered and marginally objectionable Ian Furness, this is Paddle Day saying so long, everyone. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.